Well, Andrew, while no I promises. have you, while I have you on the on the live mic, mm-hmm. you want to explain the rules for today? Well, so this this is a little laid back compared to past podcasts. There's no legitimate like like draft order we have to decide, and there's no like you're not listing anything. We are looking at the NBA 75 that came out last week. And obviously, as you know, John did a full NBA 75, our longest Patreon show to date. And we said when the list comes out, we'll do a reaction to the list with our biggest snubs, our biggest surprises, but more specifically, our biggest undeserved nominations to that list. And then I want to get these two to look at your top 15 that you mentioned and they can tell you where they agree, where they disagree. They can look at your list and say where they agree or disagree. So it'll be divided really into thirds, where the first third is the snubs. The second third is the undeserved nominees. And the last third is them reacting to your list. So I'm going to start off by rather than uh, picking randomly who should go first here. I'm going to start off by asking either of you. Do either of you have a snub uh, in mind that you feel viscerally, passionately, you know, in your core should have made this top 75 list that did not? Yes. Yes. Okay. Clay Thompson. Well, you said it. For, okay. So, uh, Yash, you start us off and then I'm going to save my take. So, um, Clay Thompson is a name that it's funny. Uh, not that I paid that much attention to the conversation surrounding this thing after the, the the final day of the list drop. I don't feel like there was that much uh, angst about the fact that Clay Thompson didn't make it. Uh, obviously, there was the the video that got circulated about what his teammates did to uh, rib him, as it were, in the locker room. Um, talk to me about Clay Thompson. Why would you? He's the he. He's really number one for you of everybody that didn't make he, it. He is absolutely, absolutely number one for me. Why? I, look, I stand hard for Clay. I always have. The Warriors won sixty-seven games and won a championship, and then they won seventy-three games, and he was undoubtedly the second best player on that team. And nobody else from those Warriors teams made the list. I mean, you had Curry. And then Draymond Green didn't make the list as he shouldn't have. Um, and look, they, but for a Draymond Green sex crime on the court, they would have won two rings. Oh God. Um, Clay, look, he's one of the three greatest shooters ever. He's an elite defender. He was the ideal compliment to Steph. He would be the ideal compliment to just about any superstar ball dominant scorer. He had a run in the OKC series that changed the trajectory of the NBA by getting Durant to go to the Thunder, which arguably won the Warriors two more rings. And he did it by putting on a stretch of shooting that maybe one or two other players in the history of the sport could have done. Like, okay, Reggie Miller's on this list, deservedly. You know what? In my opinion, Clay Thompson's a better player than Reggie Miller. Clay actually played defense. Uh, Clay allowed Curry to be hidden a little bit on defense. Uh, He didn't need the ball in his hand all the time to be this lethal dominant force as an offensive player. And that's highly underrated in team building. Um, I, I think guys like AI and maybe even Mello could have won a ring with a teammate like Clay Thompson. He's just uh, in so, so many ways. So you, yeah, in so many ways, well, finish up. He, he's just a, a perfect second banana for. So that's, that's the thing. Um, 
you you just you just nailed the reason. Look, I had uh, Clay as my I believe it was my seventy fourth entrant on my list. I thought he had a really good argument for making it. Um, I also thought he his argument for making it was similar to the guy that I have as my biggest number, which I'll say for a minute. But like when you're saying if those other guys had Clay next to them, they could have won a championship. That I think is the reason why Clay Thompson is not on this list because. With the exception of, and someone jump in if I'm uh, missing somebody, uh, Dennis Rodman, I don't believe there was anybody else on this list um, that was like very clearly, like if you gave this guy their own team, there was probably a ceiling to what that team was going to do. I think everybody, mm-hmm. like you, you could. Oh, you there's could, plenty. Ray of Allen? I so again, Paul Pierce. I was, I, what did, what did Paul Pierce ever accomplish before Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen got there? He I got mean, there's, to a conference finals. Congratulations. I mean, well, okay, but so so here's the thing. Again, we've never seen Clay Thompson in a role where he had to like generate offense for his team because that's not what he's supposed. That's not what his game is. His game is he plays off of other guys, and there are other guys on this list who certainly have played off. Better players, James Worthy, Robert Parrish. Um, James um, Worthy is another guy. I was Kevin McHale. Say, he's very, Kevin, very much. Sure. Kevin McHale. There are guys that go back further. Like I, I didn't watch Hal Greer play alongside Will Chamberlain, but I would imagine that Hal Greer benefited greatly from playing alongside the likes of Will Chamberlain. Like there are other guys, but I, I, I guess it's very specific to Clay because we've watched him and like the greatest compliment that one of the greatest compliments that has been given to him is he scored, what was it? 60 points. And he took, what was it? Seven dribbles, whatever that crazy stat was. Right. Like that's also, it's not a demerit, but it's like, he doesn't, he's not an alpha. Like that's not his thing. I'm not saying that's a reason you shouldn't make 75. He was on my list. Again, he was on my list. I just, for that to be the guy that you're like, this is the most egregious is. Okay. But like, you know who else wasn't very clearly an alpha was Scotty Pippen. Where's he on the list? Like Scotty uh, Pippen was Scotty third or fourth. And what was he in uh, MVP voting in 93, 94 when he led the bulls to the second round of the playoffs? Yeah. I, and that's all they, they only got to the second round of the playoffs with him as their best player. I mean, look like we never saw clay. Exactly. Steph, we we but, don't know. But what we do know is as a second banana, they had, they weren't just, they didn't just win a championship. They were one of the best uh, title winners ever. I mean, you win 69, 67 games and you win a championship. That's a pretty great team. And then the very next year, they win 73 games. And your third best player is Draymond Green, who's now like, is Draymond Green going to even be a Hall of Famer? Probably not. Yes, I guess. Of course he is. Bas- it's kidding? a basketball Hall of Fame. Come on. I mean, I, I think. Actually, you know, you know, uh, Yash, look, I, I agree he should be on. He, he would clearly make my top 75. Here's the problem. The running mate he has is the perfect running mate to make his life as easy as possible. Who else could give Clay more space than Steph Curry? There's literally nobody else in NBA history that could give him the sort of opportunities he's had. I'm with you. I would take him over Ray Allen straight up if we're picking our shooters as this goes. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to talk about the most egregious snubs on the list, there are reasons to dock Clay. And I, I think the biggest one is that Steph is uniquely suited to make him great. Can I a lot of shrapnel something? here towards Ray Allen, by the way. Just don't throw that out there. Andrew, what was that? Can I say something toward Yash's point? Look at what Steph's team did last year when he had this like almost identical 
to the same season that he had in 2015, 16, where the numbers are comparable. Dray- he misses the playoffs. Draymond put, forgot how to shoot. Okay. Put clay next to him and they're a 73 win team. Like Draymond green, remember like being an above average shooter for one season is not going to make the warriors of last year, a 73 win team. I think go to go back to not just Yash, but clay's argument. The way he measures greatness is like, look how many games that mattered moments that mattered that I was a part of. And you guys are looking at regular season accomplishments, whereas I measure greatness differently. And exactly, Andrew, for as much as Clay was obviously helped by Steph, Steph was also obviously helped by Clay. Yes, it was, that it was the, the and, that, and that's what and that's why Clay should be on the list. That's why he should be on the list. Yeah, it just what the reason that it it and yet look, this you're making very logical reasons for why maybe somebody else deserves to be considered a bigger snub. It's just watching this era of basketball and seeing clay come up big time and time and time and time again in so many key moments. It, he just, he feels like a guy that you, you can't really tell the story of this era of the NBA without talking so, to clay Thompson. And he just, he deserves I, to be on that list. So I'm going to, I'm gonna actually going to pivot and I'm going to say mine now, because I, I want to hear why you put clay Thompson ahead of Tony Parker because Clay Thompson was went to uh Clay Thompson went to five five finals, right? And just lose count just now. If he went to five finals, he won three rings. One of them was, and by the way, the the undisputedly the second best player on those teams, like I agree. Where are you going with was, this? <laughs> Where are you I, going I agree, with this? I agree he was better than Draymond Green on this on the 73 win team and the team that preceded that that won the championship, but like to, this isn't like Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant. This is this is not that. This is more like Mikhail Parrish, um, you know, or like worthy late career Kareem. I think there was a anyway, but I digress. Tony Parker, um, four championships um, as undoubtedly a top three player. Uh, he did win a finals MVP. I think you could argue he was the second best player on one or two of those title teams yeah. like. Uh, playoff points, like he's 10th all time in playoff points. Like, I don't know why, why does Tony Parker, he was number, my number one snub. Why should mm-hmm. he not be ahead of Clay Thompson on the snub list? So Tony Parker, for all the reasons you just said is like one of my top three or four snubs. I mean, okay. I think it's very close uh, between for like, if, if you were to say, you know, I hear everything you're saying about Clay, but I think Tony Parker is a bigger snub for X, Y, Z reason. Like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not like going to say you're ridiculous for thinking that Tony Parker is also, he also should have been on this list um, for all he the reasons have. that you just said. Absolutely. hundred percent should have been on this list. Okay. That's, well, so you agree with me. I like that. Right. agrees with me. I'll direct traffic. Oz. All right. So what, let, let me, let me explain a, a, my theory of this list, which is that uh, when I was a kid, I watched a lot of pro wrestling. And now that I have a son, he likes pro wrestling. And in pro wrestling, there's a concept called kayfabe. And kayfabe is the fiction of wrestling where the wrestlers have to treat it like it's real. You basically set a narrative and then you live the narrative every day. So if you see like the undertaker in an airport, he's in character as the undertaker at the airport. He's not whatever the real, he's not the real guy. He's still the undertaker. And that's how they, they all live their lives. There's a fiction that's created that everyone wants to live out. And I think a lot of the creation of this list is the NBA creating their own version of kayfabe. 
their own version of this sort of narrative of what the history of the league has been. And I think the clearest indication of that is that everyone on basically everyone on the NBA 35 is on the NBA 50. Every single player on the NBA 50 made the NBA 75, which means the vast majority of the voters said, we've already established 50 dudes who are on this list. Let's pick the next 25 and just went with it. So what I think they're trying to do isn't necessarily to pick out the 25 greatest players per se. It's the 25 players who fit the narrative of who the greatest players are. And I think that's what led them to leave out the most egregious snub on the list. And honestly, I may go wash myself with steel wool after I say this, but the most egregious snub on the list, and it's not close, strike me down, is Dwight Howard. <laughs> 